Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Jesus is challenged to explain what is involved in obeying the greatest commandment. Jesus tells a parable rich in surprises. Those expected in, to show pity display hard hearts, while the lowly give and receive unexpected, lavish mercy. Just then a lawyer stood up to Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal and brought him to the inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever you spend. Which of these three, do you think, was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. Our good and gracious God, we give you thanks for this day, for the beauty of summertime, for the warm days we waited for so long, and now we complain that they're too hot. But Lord, we've had plenty of rain, and uh, it has been a good summer. Lord, we pray for those people in our lives who um, feel forgotten, those who feel like they are hurting and no one's remembering them. We have so many people in our congregation who are sick, and who are suffering with many diseases or who have lost loved ones or who are at death's door, help us, Lord, to remember them when we feel good and we can run around and do everything else. Help us to be mindful of our neighbors who are also hurting and need to know that they are important in our lives. And also, we know, God, you are with them at all times. Help us to be mindful of those who need a visit or who need to be encouraged. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm sure most all of you remember a popular TV show called Seinfeld. Hmm, I won't ask you to raise your hands. It hasn't been on TV recently. The reruns have been running for ages and ages, but it's not apparently on, I think, anymore. Um, but it did stand as one of my husband's favorites, and I grew to love it myself. It's a comedy, of course. And every, any, uh, the final episode of the series aired May 1998 and got a lot of criticism for all its many years of popularity. 
because in its final episode, the main characters, Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer, receive a one-year jail sentence for failing to help someone who was being robbed. What happened is this. Their plane encountered some problems and they are stuck in Lakeland, Massachusetts. Killing time while their plane is being repaired, they are wandering around on the sidewalks of the quaint New England town. And it's there that they become innocent bystanders and witnesses of a carjacking. Now being characters that they are, they make fun of the man who's being robbed. Kramer, who has a cam recorder in his hands, films the incident with curiosity. They never lift a hand, never shout out. They don't try to help in any way. They are 10 yards away and they could care less. They just stand there and casually watch. The robber speeds off with the car and the police arrive late on the scene. With the excitement over and the poor victim standing dazed in the street, Jerry turns to his friends and suggests, let's go get something to eat. As they walk off, a police officer stops him and says, all right, hold it right there. Jerry says, what, what, what? The officer says, you're under arrest. Jerry said, under arrest? What for? The officer says, Article 223-7 of Lakeland County Penal Code. Elaine says, what? We didn't do anything. And the officer said, that's exactly right. The law requires you to help or assist anyone in danger as long as it's reasonable to do so. George says, I never heard of that. The officer says, it's new. It's called the Good Samaritan Law. Let's go. And the series ends with the four of them, as you recall, being sentenced to a year in jail. Looking back on it, I can't help but wonder if the script for that final episode was taken right out of Jesus' story of the Good Samaritan. George says he never heard of that one. But the truth is, the law isn't new. It's as old as the tablets of Moses brought down from Mount Sinai. There's nothing new about it. The story of the Good Samaritan underscores our apathy and our fears. It reminds us how unwilling we can be to stop, to stop what we are doing and help someone else in need. But don't let this lull you or me into believing that Jesus is talking about just being friendly to everyone. The point of the story is a bit more pointed than that. It has a bite to it. Jesus asks the lawyer to treat not just his friends well, not just the people in town and folks stranded at the road, on the roadside as neighbors, but to treat everyone, the very people he despises or dislikes or makes fun of or even hates, treat them as neighbors. And in today's world, this morning's gospel is so very timely. Sadly, we seem to be growing accustomed to murder and slaughtering of innocents on a wide scale, as well as growing division in our own country. 
Recall years ago the mass shooting in Orlando that killed 49 people in the uh, nightclub. And there have been how many more killings like that since? This week, July 12th, a man stole a woman's car. She was not in it, but her three children were in the back seat. He had a criminal record. Ultimately, the children were okay, but the crowd beat him to death. They're still waiting to see if they will be punished. A man recently robbed and assaulted a woman in Center City, a frequent happening, and people hear screams, but no one helps. Countless black men are killed at the hands of the police, many innocent of the crime, in Chicago and Philadelphia. A Puerto Rican woman was in the drugstore this week, checking out using cash, a cash machine, and she is on film being chided and subjected to racist rants by another white woman at the counter. No one intervened. Who is our neighbor? Who are we willing to stop for and go out to help? Who are we willing to walk near or walk alongside to really see their heart? Because we truly live in a society where we tend to disengage from that which we think doesn't concern or affect us. We live in a society of Seinfeld characters much of the time. In other words, we hear things like, I'm not a racist, and I don't experience racism, so the killing of black people is sad, and I don't condone it, but I don't really have any reason to get involved. Or, I have no connection to the terrorism that is so prevalent in other parts of the world. While I think it's horrific, I will pray for all and go on with my life. Or, I think the majority of police are doing an amazing and terrific job, and I respect them. No, I don't condone the acts of a few bad cops. I think we should just let the police do their job. In other words, I see the ditch. I see the wounded lying in it. I see that some are dying. I see the blood running in our streets. But I really can't do anything. I'm just going to walk on the other side and pray someone stops to help. Oh, I think our congregation does a fine job, believe me, of reaching out. Our social ministry, social justice, all of the funds that we give away are really wonderful and, re and very, very rewarding, I think, as we give them to us. But it doesn't mean that we can rest on our laurels or rest in looking forward to next chapter. It's not that I don't care that some might say, I'm afraid to do some of the things you're intending. I don't know these people, and they're different than me. And so sometimes I do just keep walking. Okay, but here's the thing. What if the other that is lying in the ditch is Jesus? What if the one wounded and bleeding is our Savior, and we just walk on by? And then what if we just take that wounded one and hang him on the cross? Oh, wait, we already did that. But what if Jesus is there? What if it's Jesus? Why? 
Because God often shows up where we least expect God to be. No one expected God to reveal God's glory through the disgrace of the cross. God's power came through vulnerability and suffering, sharing in our suffering and vulnerability. God comes where we least expect God to show up because he comes for all people. The self-justifying lawyer and the outcast Samaritan. For refugees and immigrants and those who want, we want to keep out of our country. No one is beyond the pale of God's mercy, God's grace, God's redemption. And so Jesus brings this point home this morning by choosing the most unlikely characters to serve as the instruments of God's mercy and care. He chose a Samaritan in those days, an outcast, unclean, inferior racially, others thought. This was the person to do amazing things and to teach all of us, even you and me who do so much already, how to be merciful to even, even to our enemies. The lawyer asks, who is my neighbor? The real question is not who are you? Let me say that again. The real question is who are you? Who are we? The question is not who is my neighbor? The question is, am I a neighbor? A person who has the true love of God within me and will respond with compassion to human suffering wherever I find it. Not qualifying it with worthiness by race or religion or sexual orientation or socioeconomic level. Take that open, God-given healing power, dear church family. Open our hearts even further than we already do. Open them into the blood-soaked streets of our nation. Proclaim the God of the cross who gave all for us. And proclaim the Samaritans of the world and the tax collectors even, who at times can really surprise us and be sources of knowledge and grace and teach us even more about caring. The young lawyer asked, how can I love my neighbor if I don't know who he is? Jesus replied, it's not who he is. It's who you are or whose you are, my friend. That makes all the difference. Amen. <laughs>